Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. You can check out my work at MyersDetox.com. Today we have my friend Jody Cohen on the show again. She's been on a time or two, and we're going to be talking about the vagus nerve and how to stimulate your vagus nerve to facilitate and aid detoxification. Uh, One of the biggest impediments to detox is being in a sympathetic dominant uh, fight or flight stressed out state. You have to be in the parasympathetic nervous system and stimulating your vagus nerve can get you into that parasympathetic mode where you're resting and relaxing and digesting and detoxing. Very, very important. So we've got to use every you know trick we can in the books to get us into parasympathetic mode. We have a lot of stressors acting on us today, like nutritional stress, emotional stress, EMFs or electromagnetic fields. There's just a lot of things working against us today in our modern environment. And what you're gonna learn today is we'll talk about the signs that your vagus nerve is not functioning optimally, how the vagus nerve is involved in detoxification, and how toxins and dental infections can prevent proper functioning of the vagus nerve. This is really interesting. And why you must get into parasympathetic mode to heal and detox, just to heal in general. And the best ways to stimulate the vagus nerve, including the top two essential oils. I know you guys listening to this show are looking to detox your body and are wondering what your levels of toxins are for you guys who've never done any testing before. I created a quiz called heavymetalsquiz.com that will help you do just that. You take this quiz and afterwards you get your results that tell you based on your lifestyle habits, if you have low, medium, or high toxin levels. And then you get a free video series that tell you what to do next. What's the next step? Where do you get started on your detox journey and how to avoid common detox mistakes? Just a lot of really good videos after you take the quiz. So go check it out and take it yourself at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, uh, Jody Sternoff Cohen, is a best-selling author, award-winning journalist, functional practitioner, and founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, where she has combined her training in nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create unique proprietary blends of organic and wild-crafted essential oils. She's helped over 50,000 clients heal from brain-related challenges, including anxiety, insomnia, and autoimmunity. And for the past 10 years, she's lectured at wellness centers, conferences, and corporations on brain health, essential oils, stress, and detoxification. She's been seen in the New York Times, Wellness Mama, Elephant Journal, and numerous publications. Her website, vibrantblueoils.com, is visited by over 300,000 natural health seekers every year, and she has rapidly become a top resource for essential oils education on the internet today. Go check out her site at vibrantblueoils.com. Jody, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk vagus nerve. Yes, yeah. And so the the vagus nerve is interesting. It's not something that we've I've talked about on the show before. 
And a lot of people may not know what it is or what it does or how important it is, or they're stimulating already without even knowing it and enjoying all the benefits. So what is the vagus nerve? Why don't we start the vagus there? nerve is your longest nerve in your body. It's cranial nerve number 10. And it is actually the most important thing to heal. You were just saying before we started recording that if you can't get somebody into um, what's known as the parasympathetic state, which is where all healing occurs, it's almost like uh, trying to bike up a hill and not downshifting in gears. It um, controls the nervous system or part of the nervous system that toggles between your survival state, which is called your sympathetic fight or flight state, that kind of kicks in when you think you might die and all your resources need to be focused on keeping you alive. You know, all your blood rush, rushes to your arms and legs so you can flee. You hyper-focus and all things that aren't critical to your survival in that moment, like digestion, detoxification, immunity, inflammation, kind of shut down. And the idea is danger presents itself, you you know, mobilize all of your resources, you survive, and then you fall back into the state where you can repair. Um, and that's called your parasympathetic state. And it's your vagus nerve that helps you shift between those gears. And what unfortunately happens is that some people get stuck in that stress state. And so they never shift into that state where they can actually lose weight or, you know, not feel anxious or um, you know, focus and concentrate and have all of their energy. Yeah, and, and that's a huge, huge problem. I mean, so many people, they, they're stuck in their sympathetic nervous system where they're tired, yes. they're exhausted, but their brain's like going, 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 or they are, they're like the, kind of their foot's on the gas pedal and they can't relax. Yeah, you know, and they're just kind of stuck there, and that's kind of why a lot of people are sick. I mean, we have this super fast-paced modern lifestyle, and people just they just don't know how to relax. They don't know. One, they don't know. They don't realize that they're in this stress state. Exactly. And they don't know how to relax. They know they're supposed to relax, but they don't know how to. They don't know how to switch gears. Well, it's also those people that are doing everything right. You know, they're intermittent fasting, they're eating keto, they're doing yoga, they're getting the right sleep, and they're still not getting the results they want. They're like, what am I doing wrong? What am I missing? I think this is the missing link. If you're not in the, the right gear to actually lose the weight and heal, it's going to be really hard to make it happen. And what's great is that between the two of us, we have all these tools to help people switch that gear, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. One, one of the other things that I've noticed is it's not just that you're um, responding to a physical stress, and physical stress can even be uh, if you're not breaking down your proteins. You know, if your stomach isn't releasing hydrochloric acid uh, and you're not chewing your food properly, then those proteins can be a big flag for your immune system. And your immune system can start to totally overreact and respond to things that aren't even threats. You know, like the people that are on the super limited diet and they keep having to take foods out of their diet because they keep responding to more and more foods. That's often when you're not breaking down your protein, your immune system starts to kind of respond to everything or, or chemicals. You can't walk through the mall and walk by that candle store without reacting to the smells or all the people that are trying to spray perfume on you when you walk by. That's really an indication that 
you're stuck in that like sympathetic gear and you need to switch into parasympathetic. And what are some of the symptoms? Uh, I mean, you talked about a couple. What are some of the symptoms that you're stuck in sympathetic dominance or that maybe your va- your vagus nerve isn't working properly or what have you? Common symptoms of being stuck in sympathetic overdrive are if you have a really dry mouth um, and you can't, like if you if it's hard for you to swallow supplements or you're thirsty all the time, or if you really can't digest meat, you know, in kids, the kids that are avoiding the meat, it's because they're not breaking it down and digesting it. And just to back up a little bit, what happens is the vagus nerve stimulates your parasympathetic response and really turns on digestion. And so digestion starts with the brain, with the vagus nerve signaling first the mouth to release saliva, which is where you help to break down some of those enzymes. And then it's the stomach releasing hydrochloric acid. So for example, if this isn't turning on, you'll feel acid reflux or GERD. You know, it's the pancreas releasing enzymes so that you're able to break down your meat. So it's not like you eat meat and you feel like you have a brick in your stomach. Um, It's your gallbladder releasing bile. And this is really critical. It emulsifies fat when you're digesting it. So if this isn't working very well, you won't feel very good if you eat something fatty, it might make you feel a little nauseous or your um, your stools might be a little runny, especially if you eat something fatty. And then as you know, bile is super important for carrying toxins out of your body. And so if that's not flowing as well, you know, you're not, it's almost like yelling exit in the movie theater and not opening the exit doors. You know, the toxins are trying to leave, but they can't actually leave. And then the parasympathetic state, which is triggered by the vagus nerve, is super important for that whole motility wave, digestive wave. So if it's not moving through the small intestine, it can sit there too long and it can contribute to things like SIBO or constipation or all these problems. So any indication, if you have gas or bloating or acid reflux, anything that's indicative of the digestive system is not really working can really have a root cause of your vagus nerve not being able to switch gears into your parasympathetic state. Yes. Yeah. And so many people are dealing with symptoms like this and don't realize there's simple things that they can do to stimulate uh, their vagus nerve. So can you talk about um, what, what can trigger vagus nerve toxicity? Yeah, so one of the other things that's that's going on, um, sometimes uh, you can stimulate your vagus nerve and there are lots of great tools for that. You can use essential oils. You may want to show off your pretty pendant, you have a pendant that yeah. helps with that. <laughs> yes, you my know. harmony pendant helps with that. Anything that uh, stimulates where the, the vagus nerve travels through your lungs. So when you're doing yoga, you're activating it. Um, all of your organs of digestion, coffee enemas, actually are activating the gallbladder, so they activate that. But one of the challenges, one of the reasons that it might not be firing as well is toxicity. So if you think about the vagus nerve, I'm just gonna kind of show you, it starts at the back of the head, it winds around both sides of the neck, kind of right behind the earlobe, 
and then through every, almost every organ, like your heart, your lungs, your stomach, your liver, your pancreas, your gallbladder, your intestines. But what's interesting is if you think about where it is in the body, you know, it's almost like a really busy intersection because your mouth, you have all these toxins in your mouth, which you know so well, you were so smart to kind of address them, but it can be cavitations, it can be mercury amalgams, it could be just gum infections, root canals, they're all trying to drain, and their exit ramp is right here, which totally intersects with your vagus nerve. And so nerves have an incredibly high affinity for toxins. So if things are draining and say your um, lymphatic vessels, which are kind of the carrier to move things out of your neck, are congested or just not flowing as well, the toxins can kind of get stuck there get into the nerves, kind of compromise or congest the nerve, and suddenly the vagus nerve is toxic. Um, a Tufts neuro researcher called this vagus nerve hypothesis. And it's basically this idea that there's something kind of blocking the ability of your vagus nerve to signal your downstream organs. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, because it's interesting. I had a cavitation surgery right before Thanksgiving, which is a great yeah. idea. Um, and <laughs> and my, so my cheek was like, I looked like a little hamster and had just fed. And um, so they, he had, you know, to go in where I had an old wisdom tooth that had been just the seed had been removed, but there was a hole that had remained and infection was brewing there. And the dentist said, he opened it up and the infection was horrific which was oh, way awesome windy. to hear. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we went in there. And it was, yeah, he's a biological dentist, amazing Dr. Panapur in Beverly Hills. And he went in there and ozoned it out. But for years, that has been draining in my body and probably uh, contributing to vagus nerve toxicity or vagus nerve toxicity. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, stress, sympathetic dominance, yes, overload on the body. Yes, and people don't even think about that. I mean, my daughter's 15. All of her friends are having their wisdom teeth pulled. It's just what you do, you know, and yeah. you don't even question it. So yeah, if, if somebody is chronically ill and they've tried everything, that's a really good thing to look at. The other thing I forgot to mention, um, it's your vagus nerve that controls, it's called the anti-inflammatory reflex. It releases the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which tells your heart rate to kind of slow down and calms inflammation. So, you know, you might see that root canals are correlated with heart disease. If you track this logic, you have a root canal, you have some toxicity, it's draining, it's kind of impacting your vagus nerve's ability to signal and release acetylcholine and tell the heart rate to slow down. So suddenly the root canal is causing, you know, your heart to be too fast and ultimately it wears out and it leads to a heart attack. So, the good thing, I'm going to jump to the chase a little bit, uh, there are some essential oils that have been used throughout history to um, not only dull nerve pain, but to kind of kill toxins in the mouth, and that's clove and lime. And if you apply them right here, it gets into the skin really quickly because they're really, really small and fat-soluble, and your cells are fat soluble and the blood brain barrier needs small things, it can help to detoxify that congestion. So 
you're able to actually signal your body and, and turn things on. You're able to switch gears and stay in gear and heal and move forward. And it's just, it's so crazy to me that there are people that are spending so much time and energy and money just trying to get healthy again. And it's that one little minor tweak that can make a really big difference in their health. Yeah. Yeah. And so can you, are there any other essential oils? You mentioned those, um, are there any other ones that are helpful for, yeah. well, there, for I mean, the vagus nerve? The ones, if you start to really delve into the research, the ones that kind of come up time and again for really helping um, to be antimicrobial, antibacterial, antiviral are thyme, oregano, and clove. Um, and then combining it with lime, you know, it's interesting. Um, so many people who use healing recipes, they talk about saving the peel of the lemon or the peel of the orange, because that's where all of the D-limonon is, this really valuable kind of antioxidant. It, it's a huge antioxidant and it's great for detoxifying. But the oils, the essential oils come from the peel of citrus fruits. And so when you combine any of those with lime, it just gives it that kind of added kick. In fact, um, my, my daughter does sports with a lot of boys. I drive carpool. My big trick is to bring a big bag of tangerines from Trader Joe's and give it to them because they're hungry and they're smelly and they peel the tangerine <laughs> and then the whole car, because it releases the essential oils, the whole car smells like tangerine and not yeah. sweaty boys. You know? <laughs> but it's just a great way to illustrate how the oils are really in the citrus peel. Yeah, and it's so, where I use lime essential oil in my laundry. I yes, need to use it. I love this, I love limes. I'm obsessed with limes. I love limes too. Yeah. They're really good for you. It's not, you know, it's funny how you kind of um you know, like when you crave uh, chocolate, it's because you need magnesium or you might crave a hamburger when you need iron. I think our bodies actually naturally know what they need to put us in balance. And that's why certain smells might be more appealing at certain times. You know, like um, frankincense is an interesting one. I either love it or it's really not of interest to me. I think you should, if, if you're ever if you've never played with essential oils and you're just curious, just go to the supermarket and see what appeals to you. It's a really good way to just figure out what you might like and what you need. Yeah, yeah, because what you're attracted to is what your body is is needing right there. Same thing with food or yeah. supplements. Of you're kind of grossed out by a supplement, or you just can't. You're just like, <laughs> I, I just can't eat this. I can't get it down. Listen to that. You know, yes. your, your body well, will tell you. Fatty acids. If you're not able to break down your fats, if your gallbladder is congested and viscous, it, fatty acids are going to be so unappealing, and you're going to take them. It's going to make you feel terrible, and you're just going to avoid it. And most of us don't even, you know, we just say, oh, that doesn't work for us. We never think like, I wonder why that doesn't work for us. I wonder if I could do something to make it work for me. So this is just, it's a different opportunity to try something and heal. And can you talk about some of the other natural remedies that help to stimulate the vagus nerve? You talked about coffee enemas, which was yes. interesting. All of them are a little bit hard to get compliance for. I mean, you can use a tongue depressor and kind of gag yourself. You can splash your face with freezing cold water. You can do a coffee enema, which triggers the gallbladder, which is part of um, the, you know, the vagus nerve innervates the gallbladder. Yoga is really easy. Anything with yoga breathing, meditation is fantastic. Uh, laughter is great. Mm -hmm. 
terrifying yourself bizarrely triggers the same thing. I know. Well, it's interesting because the vagus nerve um, innervates your face. So like smiling, human interaction, you know, there's all this research that, um, people who have healthy relationships and interaction live longer. And I think part of that is because those healthy relationships, the laughter, the connection, they all activate the vagus nerve. Mm, interesting. And also I get gargling water also. Like yes. You, gargling. You the tongue depressor, the gag reflex and gargling. Exactly. Help to activate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your necklace. There are lots of things that you can do. And one, actually we should talk about heart rate variability. Heart rate variability is interesting because people just assume it means that your heart rate's really strong. That's not really what it is. It's resilience. It's the idea that something can come along, kind of make your heart rate beat really fast so you can escape the danger, and then you're able to recover really quickly. Like when you're in resilience, little things don't bother you. Like um, everyone can relate to you're driving in traffic and someone cuts you off. And one day that happens and it doesn't matter. You're, you're not in a hurry. You're in a good mood. You think maybe they're in a rush and you forget about it. The next day, the exact same situation happens again and four-letter words are falling out of your mouth. The only difference is your resilience, your ability to recover. You know, Viktor Frankl talks about between the stimulus and the response, there's a pause. We can't control what happens outside of us. We can't control how other people behave. We can't control the economy. We can't control what our president chooses to tweet. All of that is outside of our control. The only thing we have control over is how we choose to respond. And the more kind of uh, grounded in the parasympathetic state, able to respond and recover quickly, we are, the easier it is, or it is for us to recover. And that, that includes, you know, immune stress is everything. Like you'll just lead a healthier life if you have more resilience, more heart rate variability, um, more time in the parasympathetic state. It just kind of sets you up for success. Yeah, I, I've uh, discovered a really interesting device. It's called Emodius. Oh, Emodius. more. ModiusHealth.com, and they actually sell it as something to help you lose weight, which I signed up right away. Um, but it's a it's a nerve stimulator, but it's great. a it's a it's a vagus nerve stimulator right. that you wear essentially, and they call it a ner- neuro stimulator. But we know what's happening here. But you you wear it's a little head headband you wear it yeah. for minutes a day, and people lose weight. Like I know my friend Nikki Grotrix lost weight wearing this because it, it's stimulating your vagus nerve and relaxing you because you can't lose weight when you're in sympathetic dominance and you're releasing cortisol all the time and your blood sugar is yo-yoing all the time because yeah. of your stress response and you're not sleeping well because of it. You're not going to lose weight yes. in that state. So stimulating the vagus nerve is uh, important for that, for that respect also. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's funny. Um, my, my friend, Christine Schaffner and I are always talking about everyone has these ideas and she's like, well, do they look healthy? And if they don't look healthy, do you really want to follow what they're doing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Cause we all know those, those scary, unhealthy looking people that, that are, you know, recommending people do certain things. Like for instance, Andrew Cutler, to me, very unhealthy looking person that is, you know, people were following like his detox protocol, but he looked very, very sick to me, you know? Yeah. Well, so, no, like we, we were admiring um, Dan Papa and Warren Phillips, that they both look yes. so healthy and they do kind of a, a five-day keto 
diet. And we were like, okay. And she, she went to a conference and she said, everyone there looked so incredibly healthy. Yes. You know, of course I'm going to try it. Clearly it's working. Yeah. Yeah. No, they look amazing. Cause I know yeah. them personally, I went to their conference last week. It was a, a few weeks ago, Newport. Yeah. Beach. Yeah. That they was look, what she talked about. Yeah. They look unbelievable. They look super yeah. healthy. Yeah. 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 And so I agree with you. You, you want to be doing people that, that look healthy and follow their advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and I, you're totally right. Cause what's often happening with weight, it's either two things. It's that your adrenals are pumping out all of that cortisol. And so you're never able to drop into the healing state. And then also um, liver detoxification, which is something that you talk about, you know, um, I love Chris Shade talks about the directionality of toxins that, you know, the lymph releases them, they go through the blood, they travel into the liver, then into the gallbladder, then into the intestines, then into the toilet. But what happens is if your liver or your gallbladder are congested, then they backflow into the blood. The blood doesn't want toxins in the system, so they kind of keep them safe in fat. And until your liver and your gallbladder are actually working, you know, you're not going to let go of that weight. So enter vagus nerve stimulation all of a sudden you're helping your liver and your gallbladder work better because you're switching it into that right gear. And of course the blood's like, okay, great. Now we can let go of all this fat and it just kind of naturally comes off. It's not magic. It's just that you're lining up so that your system works properly. Yeah. And that's a, that's a very eloquent way to, to explain that. Cause I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they know they need to detox. They know they have toxins in them, whether that's by testing or they just know from their lifestyle habits in the past that they have high metal levels and toxins. And, um, but it's not enough just to detox and take detox supplements to go and like, Hey, let's go in and rip out these heavy metals. You've got to prime your body and get it working properly in order to release them. And part of that is relaxing and getting yes. into your parasympathetic. Yeah, exactly. I know. And I love what you're doing with the metal testing because most people don't even realize, you know, they grew up in a home with lead paint. It didn't occur to them that they've got lead or their mother had amalgams. And when they were, you know, when their mom was pregnant, it kind of came through to them. Um, someone was telling me that a toxin is just anything that you can't process. Like, Rat poison is actually vitamin D because they can't process it. So that's why it's so hard to let your body eliminate the toxins. But I think it's really good. I love that you're helping people identify it because I, I don't think people, it, it doesn't occur to them that they have all these symptoms and metals are the root cause. Yeah, I know. It's, it's really interesting. And I think also people don't realize how stressed they are. Yes. I think that people are living in an environment that where they have tons of EMF bombarding them, bombarding them. they have metals and chemicals in the air, food, and water. The food is nutritionally deficient because they're stressed or not absorbing nutrients. So over time, they're becoming malnutritioned. And then add to that emotional, financial stress, past emotional trauma. I mean, there's just a lot of different stressors acting on us that yeah. prevent us from you know, getting into that parasympathetic mode where we need to be in to be, be healthy. Yeah. And you're right. The 5G makes it so much harder. Like, you know, people, it's funny, Seattle is, I think, a beta city for 5G. And I've just noticed, I go to yoga every morning at 630 and the number of people complaining, they just don't feel right. It almost means you have to work that much harder. You really, you know, if, if you kind of got by without 
making an effort to drop into the parasympathetic state your whole life, but now you live in a 5G city, you really need to work that much harder because it's almost like you're swimming upstream. You you know, even if you do nothing, it's just more challenging. So it's yeah. Important. Yeah, it's amazing because we have 4G right now, most of the US, and 5G that's coming to help our cell phones have faster downloads and work faster is 40 times stronger than 4G. And it's just jackhammering our bodies. And our- yeah, it basically turns off our mitochondria and, yeah. and causes all sorts of other problems. And as someone who personally lives in 5G, it actually. <laughs> I, I've lived here um, for 16 years and I've had great cell service. My calls get dropped all the time now. It's not better for my Wi-Fi. Oh, no. And it's certainly not better for my body, yeah. Oh, but that's, no. But it's okay. It just, you know, it's bringing my attention to basically staying in the parasympathetic state more often. And the more tools and the combination of tools, like I'm going to try your pendant. Yes, I'm going to you know, send I you think, one. I'm going to send you Oh, I would you love one. that. I would love that. You know, and a combination of oils. It's kind of stresses are additive and cumulative. So the more you can do to attack them, be it from, you know, working on um, eliminating your heavy metals, every stress that you have, if you just take one off your plate, it's like for those of us who are a little anal and like to make their to-do list. Every time you check the box and you've done something, it's one less thing to worry about. Every time you remove a potential stressor, you know, be it um, poorly digested proteins or heavy metals or switching um, to organic foods so you're not getting all the pesticides and herbicides, every little thing adds up and matters. Yeah, and so you have a book coming out, correct? I do, Can you talk yes. about that? Yeah, I'm super excited. It's all about how to use me, please, essential oils for the brain. Because, you know, the brain is almost like no man's land. It's kind of like, I think most of the time when people don't know what to do, we do nothing. So it's really hard to get remedies into the brain because if the blood brain barrier is intact, those remedies need to be super small and fat soluble. That's why omega-3 fatty acids are so great for the brain because they can actually get in you know, they get in and then they can get into the cell membranes because cell membranes are also fat. And so oils are able to actually get in. And once they're in, they can do a lot of things. They can help to open um, the vasculature and the lymph in the neck. You know, if you think about a highway, traffic actually has to move in order for you to get there. So you have to move the good things in, like the blood sugar and the oxygen, and move the bad things out, like the toxins. And unfortunately, what happens, especially in our neck, you know, we've got our structure. So any kind of head injury can throw off structural alignment. We have our nerves, like our vagus nerve. We have our lymphatics. We have our vasculature, our veins. And so any congestion in one area can kind of bump into other areas and just impede the good things getting in and the bad things getting out. And oils are fantastic for that. Like um, Tatis Karazian adds pepper to all of his supplements because he finds that it enhances absorption between 2% and 400%. We found that we have a circulation blend that if you add black pepper, all of a sudden it's, you know, like if you think about water going through a pipe and the pipe is coated with debris, you know, it can only trickle through. But then if you clean out the pipe, all of a sudden you have a much bigger space to work with, you know. And um, just helping people to realize there, there are lots of ways you can use oils and some people will just, you know, use lavender in your bath or before bed and that's totally perfect. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
but you can also, um, there are more advanced ways that you can be working with essential oils to help return your body to balance so that you can be in the parasympathetic state. You can, your liver and gallbladder can function better. Your, your child can focus better and be less anxious. Just, there's a lot of potential to heal people in a really natural kind of non-invasive way. Yeah. And I recommend your oils to clients for, you know, supporting detoxification. I mean, number one, you've got uh, a parasympathetic essential oil, which is amazing. I love that. And I think that's key for, you know, relaxing, getting in that detox state. And then you have a gallbladder one essential oil. That's a blend of things. A lot of times people, you know, they know they should use them. They like the way that they smell. They have, and but they're usually sold in individual oils. Like it's they, well, they, they make more money food. that way. If you buy all the raw ingredients, you're going to spend a lot more than if someone actually. You know, it's like making your own bread. You can certainly do it. It's just more labor intensive than yeah. buying the finished product. <laughs> exactly. And you know, the layperson and, and myself included, I'm not. I don't have the time right. to really research all this stuff. It's just not my my thing yes. at the moment. But uh, I did spend some time looking into it, and it just. I love that you have like symptom specific or solutions, essential yeah. oils that provide solutions. Like you have one for the liver, one for the gallbladder. You have one for, uh, for the adrenals. The adrenals, uh, the lymph, the pancreas. Yeah. The way yes, I the slice lymph, the pie, yeah. I think a lot of people are very symptom specific, you know, like I have headaches. Well, headaches can be a number of things. Headaches could be your gallbladder. Headaches could be lymphatic, you know, circulation. It can be all of these things. So I try to slice it by what organ can we support? You know, and the challenge, if people have compromised digestion, you know, they're taking a supplement or food as a remedy and it has to travel through the stomach and maybe the acid isn't ideal. Maybe it sits too long in the intestines, maybe the liver is really backlogged and doesn't process it right away. So it's a little bit of a gamble, you know, Russian roulette, is it gonna actually get into your system? How long is it gonna take? But we know that things that we put on our skin get into the blood in like 20 minutes. You know, that's why hormonal creams or nicotine patches work. And we know that anything we smell gets into our system immediately. Our sense of smell was kind of our early protection system, you know, for predator odor and fire. So that scent out of our five senses actually goes directly to the part of the brain that registers danger. Hmm. And this is actually really interesting. There's a Nobel Prize researcher based in Seattle. Her name is Linda Buck. And she did all this research on predator odor and what parts of our, um, our sense of smell is the olfactory system, what parts of the olfactory system respond to predator odor. And she really isolated it down. And then she thought, I wonder if there's anything that blocks that out. And it's rose essential oil. Hmm. So that whole idea of smelling the roses, it basically turns off your response to fear. You know, it shifts you out of fear. So if you're somebody who has anxiety all the time, just smelling rose oil can really help to calm you down and keep you back into resilience. Interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I have a actually a, a carnitine cream that is rose scented. It has rose essential oil in it, so it's uh, it's very calming. I yeah, no, I, I imagine it's it's the best um, for grief. Honestly, when I would have kind of those anxiety attacks, just applying rose over my heart, it was pretty immediate. I mean, I you know, 
it, it's funny, people I think forget when they're in pain and then they get out of pain, they kind of forget. But when you're in that moment and it's so intense that you're not sure what will work and something works, you know it must work because it works so well. That, that's that's awesome. Because I think there's a lot of people today suffering from anxiety yes. or suffering from depression. And a lot of people listening to this podcast don't want to take medications or they've taken them and they know they don't work. That's me. Yeah. I used to take well, You know what? That, it, I, it doesn't work for me either because I'm a slow methylator and what happens is it stays too long in the liver. And so it doesn't actually get to my system. And I, um, I am more prone to anxiety than depression, but I will tell you the best thing I've learned. Uh, our colleague Titus Chu taught me this. When you're having a panic attack or an anxiety attack, it's the um, right frontal part of your brain that's overreacting. And so in order to kind of calm that, you want to balance the hemispheres. So the olfactory nerve actually goes directly to the frontal lobe. And um, you can't actually, you know, like alternate breathing in yoga, you don't actually smell out of both nostrils at the same time. So just covering your right nostril and smelling through your left nostril it will then balance the left side of the brain with the right. And that feeling of anxiety and immediate panic will totally subside. That's really interesting. That's just it's a amazing. simple, simple So simple. Tool. Well, and especially, I, I mean, my daughter, um, she gets anxious about homework. It's mostly just getting started. She gets super overwhelmed. I don't notice. I can't do this. And then once she gets started, it's kind of fine. It's almost like pushing you know the car downhill and then it just rolls but we do that almost every day we're just calming her down by smelling something through the left nostril and i i can tell you you know hand to god it, it works immediately interesting interesting yeah well jody thanks for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge about the the vagus nerve and essential oils i love your essential oils and i totally recommend them i think they're so high quality and i love that you put them in symptom specific blends or just take the guesswork out of essential oils. People can just choose which, which ones that they need and they don't have to think about it. You've done all that research. You have a, another book too about essential oils. So I think you're, you're so smart and you're such a wealth of information. And so thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh my gosh. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for, for sharing the vagus nerve. Yes, yes. And everyone, thanks so much for tuning into the Myers Detox podcast where we talk about everything related to detoxification. And, you know, I can't stress enough, you have to be in a parasympathetic state to detox. So you've got to get the stress out. So Jody, you know, gave us some great tips to, to do just that. So thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you guys next week.